Hello, everybody, and welcome to, in my opinion, the Good Fight Podcast. This one covering season one, episode nine, titled "Self Condemned." I'm the host, Mike Marback, and today I'm joined by Tia Kemp. Hi. Keen Cobb. Hello. Jack O'Keefe. Hello. And Molly Scullion. Hello. Start with the first impressions. I have to give context for when I watched this episode. I watched this episode right after the most beautiful experience of watching Earth, One and Fire and the Isley Brothers on Versus. <laughs> so I went from that amazing experience to Colin Sweeney being like, I got a lot in common with Rodney King. So I'm just like, you know, I, uh, my brain just automatically just did not register that man throughout the whole episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so it definitely threw off my vibrations. Uh, and uh, also Maya, I, I stand firm in her clownery. Um, <laughs> and I just, I don't, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously we'll talk more about Maya and then I guess other impressions was, I was happy to see that Maya actually got her curl pattern from her mama, but she rejected it along the way. <laughs> Molly, first impression. Well, with the Rendell stuff, I really love this episode. I really enjoyed Jane Lynch in this role very much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she just nailed it. And um, so that was really, really fun to watch. Um, and then Colin Sweeney is just like... Of course, this is where Colin Sweeney is at now. <laughs> of course, this is what he's doing. Ugh, it was like so frustrating, but like satisfying to be that frustrated with him. Mm. Jack. You know, the whole time I watched The Good Wife, whenever Colin Sweeney would pop up, I would think, hmm, I wonder what opinions he has on race. And thank Christ <laughs> that finally we dedicated a whole hour to it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I liked this episode. I thought, yeah, I, I think, you know, they gave Dylan Baker an opportunity to go off. But I, I think you can definitely tell that this show is in its infancy. And that still, I feel like we retreaded a lot of ground uh, of like last week's ground of like, don't rich white people not know what to say about race, which... <laughs> I think there are much more interesting conversations to have and more interesting mm-hmm. conversations had in this episode um, with this court case. You know, I don't think, I think this case hits the theme that I love of, you know, just because you're guilty doesn't mean you're wrong. Sure. Uh, and Colin Sweeney is guilty of something, uh, <laughs> but you know, that cop did kick the shit out of him. Yeah. And you know, you gotta have a reason that uh, you're supposed to have a reason to kick the shit out of people. Uh, that does not always happen, but you know that they, they, they use it to their advantage, and that's what I like that that ramshackle approach to justice. Sure, yeah. Uh, Keen, I'm here in the Poconos, and I'm very happy to say <laughs> that um, I enjoyed the episode. I was happy to see cousin Larry alive because yeah. I didn't know, uh, so oh, it was yeah. great to see him. Yeah, uh, Jane Lynch annoyed the hell out of me of this in this episode. I don't I don't mind you being like like a great investigator, but cut the, cut the nicety bullshit out. Like, uh, oh, you want some candy? Oh, I feel bad for those birds. She probably like set those <laughs> birds up to crash into the fucking window. Um, uh, like Tia said, uh, the whole Rendell family are a bunch of idiots. I think I liked Sweeney because of how bad he probably actually is. And I, I feels like they tempered down his character for this episode because he seems like he could be a lot more darker and evil 
but I like that they, they especially at the end. So I do like the fact that he has like levels to his character, but I enjoyed the mm-hmm. episode. Yeah, I agree with all that. I loved the episode. Uh, I was pretty straightforward with just the the two two threads. Uh, we got to see Maya as her same age, but playing a teenager. Uh, you know, it was. I guess it's what. It's only like eight years. Eight yeah, years. Yeah, it's before, not that much. Yeah, it's not too bad. Um, so that was that was kind of neat to see and see her kind of memory start coming into focus, in some ways, literally within uh, the Jax and Lenore stuff. Yeah, we got cousin Larry, uh, Mark Lynn Baker. Actually, we got the fabulous Baker boys because we had Dylan Baker and Mark Lynn Baker <laughs> in in this one, and not just that, but we had. Peter Scolari, we had uh, Jane Lynch. Uh, there are multiple people within this. Uh, Katrina Lank. Who's this? Katrina Lank. She's a, a Tony winning award winning mm. actress. She played. Yeah. Uh, what's her name? The Russian name. The, the, is it? It's not Natasha, but it's close to that. Oh, it's uh, something like Nef- that. Nefar. Yeah. Um, what the hell is her name? Whatever her name is, she's also a. Very fantastic actress. Yeah. The band's visit. Oh, the band's visit. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So the episode was chock full of great character actors and just actors in in general. Did um, you name the person I have a crush on from Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? Tony Shalhoub. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, the guy who plays Lenny Bruce. He was the lawyer. Was it Luke Kirby? Okay, that's his. Name. I didn't know. I, I forgot his real name. So when you oh, were like, that's what he's people? from. Yeah. Man, uh, oh, I McGrath, big... right? Yes. Oh, oh man. Was... I didn't even recognize him. Yeah, yeah I, didn't... I knew he looked familiar, but I didn't recognize him. Uh, ASA McGrath. Um, and yes, of course, Dylan Baker, Colin Sweeney coming coming back mm-hmm. in. And as Molly put it, yes, of course, he's going to show up here. And the way that they played that too uh, was just super fun. Uh, <laughs> They're dealing with the one guy, and you hear "ha." <laughs> it's oh, that voice. Uh, yeah, if the preview didn't ruin it, that would have been such a great reveal. The preview in the Paramount Plus app of the of the episode. So yeah, this, all right. This never would have happened with CBS All Access. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's jump into the Rendells, which is essentially Maya's story and how she came to, to the realization that she knew the whole time, or at least mm-hmm. she had an inkling of what she knew while Luca is trying to be like, okay, let's everybody calm down here a second. Uh, so what are your thoughts on that whole deal? The good fight and by extension, the good wife, something that I really like is their interest in exploring memory, uh, both as like someone's personal connection to it. And also from like a legal basis, you know, that so many decisions in this country in the legal system are based off of an inherently faulty aspect of being human. Uh, and I, I, I don't know if this like tops uh, the good verses, you know, get into the head of a character episodes just because there are some really, really great ones in The Good Wife. Uh, but I think this is the first episode where I like cared about Maya outside of just like, oh, she's the new protagonist and I'm supposed to care about her. <laughs> I like got to really see her pain for the first time in a way that didn't feel like manufactured for TV, you know? Sure. Tia? Yeah, I just wish she would have been, I just wish she would have kept it real. 
in real mm. time. Like as I agree with Jack uh, with, I was really impressed with how they were able to show how she was processing her memories and uh, and she don't like Uncle Jack. So I love how right away she was like, yeah, Uncle Jack was there. He was there. He was everywhere. He was at my appointment. He was at the house. He was at the party. Um, so yeah, that was interesting. Cause I was like, ooh, girl, you that ain't what you really saw. But mm-hmm. um, I wish she could have just been like, you know what? I am realizing as I think back, there were moments where my parents were being secretive, but I didn't know, cause she didn't know everything. Everything right. was just like an assumption, um, but no one flat, flat out told her, yeah, you know, we're, we're running a, a Ponzi scheme here. So I just wish as, as, they were, as they were like focusing on her face, kind of being like, what? And everyone's like, Maya, wake mm-hmm. up. Um, just be real about like, you know what? Things were happening, but I, I didn't realize until this moment because um, who was it? What's her name again? Um, Madeline, uh, Jane Lynch's character, even gave her an out in the beginning by saying, hey, memories are weird. And even shared a story about her thinking that she played a particular role when she was little, but she didn't. So it's like, she could have just kept it real, but uh, Google Mr. Rogers clown mask. Cause that's Maya. <laughs> <laughs> she looks guilty the whole time. <laughs> she, she really, she's, Absolutely. somebody's got to coach her on her. I'm innocent. I didn't know about this face. Yes. Cause the entire time she's just like, she looks like she's trying to hide that she's giving birth that moment (laughs) yeah Yeah. i really really liked all the the memory stuff because uh i'm reading a book uh by alan watts it's like the wisdom of insecurity and in it they talk about how like memory legit is not fact it's whatever you perceive it to be and the fact that she kept seeing different things and whenever Jane Lynch made a suggestion, all of a sudden she saw that. Like she was like, was Diane there? Boom. She's there singing happy birthday. Mm-hmm. She, she could have been there. Maybe not. But so I really enjoyed that. It, it still boggles my mind that she passed the bar because how can you be this? Like, I'm trying to think of the word, like not dumb, but just like obtuse. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's the perfect word of two. It's just like, just not seeing shit. And it's just, it's amazing to me that she can focus in on the law, but can't see shit that's going on around her. So why does it feel like her being with her girlfriend is almost a setup? Like, I feel like mm. they don't, like, it's, I had a weird feeling when like, how she was like introduced to her by Jax. So kind of maybe to distract her from what's really, go- I don't know. So that's how I feel. But also if it, if it is a setup, shouts out to the gaydar on Jax. Because she even <laughs> said she had her boyfriend at the party. You know, I guess, you know, you can't doubt an uncle's insight into being like, you know what? I know that my niece is a lesbian and I'm going to help set her on the right path. I mean, props. Yeah. Amy's also just attractive. Not, mm-hmm. not, a, not a great partner at all, but you know, <laughs> she's, yeah. I did like how when Maya goes to like almost call her mom how it was like just a reminder it's Amy and Amy's office too as if they ever talk and honestly the fact that the a they met that they were 18 and b this is Maya's first same-sex relationship I think really really indicates why she's able to let Amy get away with being such a shitty partner yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed Jane Lynch's character throughout this. Uh, she's she's got a specific purpose, a uh, specific uh, plan in place, and that's to 
gotcha. <laughs> That's the mm-hmm. gotcha, you know, throughout the whole thing. And she even says at one point, ah, there are no gotcha questions here. Um, mm-hmm. But they're, the whole thing is gotcha. And because as soon as she, as soon as Maya would say anything, it was, well, here's the problem. <laughs> None yeah. of that happened. You're an idiot. <laughs> a lot of problems. I, I really so love a lot of problems. <laughs> I loved the uh, the like Russian doll of gotchas, where it was like, mm-hmm. what, what what was all this that went on? And she was like, well, you were at a gynecologist appointment, and then it was like, do you remember going to all these appointments? It was like, well, those appointments didn't even exist. <laughs> 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 yeah. she, she 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 tries to dassier the whole episode. She gives him the Brendan Dassey. <laughs> Yeah, and there's there are moments where Luca is kind of pushing mm-hmm. uh, a bit. She comes back uh, from from lunch and says uh, she catches her in a lie about her husband uh, who doesn't exist or she's not married. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Jane Lynch's character comes right back and tells her a story about ah, oh, there was this one lawyer who was very aggressive, and then we just doubled down and really stuck it to the client the other thing you know that um chart that's like you know chaotic good lawful good all Mm -hmm. of that i feel like yeah i feel like jane or madeline stark starkey or uh, jane lynch's character is like chaotic evil whereas elspeth is like chaotic good or even lawful Mm. i feel like elspeth is just good across the board but just kind of like, I'm quirky. My office is a mess. Birds fly into my window. Here's a chocolate. Mm-hmm. So I felt like she's like the, you know, she's like the wicked witch of the West and Elsbeth is the one of the East or whatever. But I feel like they're like mm-hmm. on the same plane, but I just do not like. Quick question. How unkempt are these people in Chicago? No offense to, to <laughs> but like every office they go into, aside from Reddick Bozeman, is a fucking is trash like every one of them <laughs> like yeah, every single office. one of them it's they don't know where anything is how yeah. long was that a fridge she got the drink out of like buried in the corner like that was not sanitary that was a lot going on yeah that was it looked like a yard sale uh <laughs> some sort of a, a hoarders special hoarders episode going on there probably a cat skeleton under the desk yeah it, it was not a, a very good environment um uh, I, I think she fit Madeline Starkey fits into a great, another good first tradition of uh, just really benignly malicious representations of the bureaucracy. Yeah. Just every time this show has like a bureaucratic figure to throw at you, they are just like the most boringly evil person you could possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it reminds me a lot of um, uh, Carrie Agos's. Uh, probation officer in season six of The Good Wife, like very similar. I think it's playing a very similar song to that character, but they have Jane Lynch in the role who is who is so good at this. She's so good at this specifically. I don't know how. Get her, get her to stop I, hosting those celebrity game shows. Just let her do this. I think it's insane how much the Rendell family loved pizza because even while they were <laughs> talking about possibly going to jail forever, they're making pizza like it's, it's insanity hey that's chicago for you baby <laughs> yeah. i know that's that's one thing about the good verse is that from the from the jump <laughs> they have been like chicago pizza we got because like at one point will's like oh you want to order some deep dish <laughs> like just like just way too way too forced it's very funny to me it's it's you can tell so clearly that this is a show set in chicago written and filmed in new york 
<laughs> did anybody? Did anybody? I'm sorry. I'm sorry to to, to go off topic a little bit. Did anybody ever see Cold Case? No, uh, that was uh, it. Was set in Philly, right? Yeah, I bring that up because my mom used to watch it all the time, and she hated. She loved it, but she hated it because they made it seem like you can get anywhere in Philadelphia if you took the Boulevard. Like if you took Roosevelt Boulevard, it gets you anywhere. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. true for a few things, but everywhere they went, um, past the Boulevard, like all right, calm down. <laughs> calm down. I, I I feel the same way when they film uh, Always Sunny episodes in the city. It's like, okay, I'm sorry, you're trying to get from deep South Philly to TLA and you end up at the 69th Street trolley station? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Respect me. Respect me. Uh, even worse than those is I was watching Servant, which oh, is yeah. the Shyamalan show, and they talk as if they were translated. It's set in <laughs> Philly, but it's, it's as if someone from Philly wrote it and then put it into a non-Philly translator and sent it back. <laughs> because at one point they call, oh, we're going into the, um, uh, the, the city center. <laughs> and I was like, what? What? It's like, you're really just changing those, flipping those two is the way people say it. Um, anywho, uh, one other, uh, actually two other quick things about this thread, and that's the, the 18th birthday gotcha from, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. from Maya. That was, a, that was a cool moment, didn't last. That was great. Yeah, yeah. didn't last. I thought that was oh. gonna be the end of it. Yeah, same. Saying, oh, these are only valid if they were signed on my 18th birthday. Well, guess what? That was, we, we celebrated <laughs> on Saturday. So that was a nice moment. Luca picks up her shit and just like, bye, take some chocolates. Yeah. What were mm-hmm. those chocolates, by the way? What did she call them? Seeds? I was say seeds. Like, like bird seed or something. I mean, That's maybe what I like thought. Chocolate, birds chocolate, like chocolate covered sunflower seeds, which were great. I had those a lot in middle school. Those were amazing. Mm. Yeah. Okay. The other thing, and Mike, you pointed out that they kind of did this before in the show where they kind of mimic the Godfather. And we had that again Mm. in this thread with Lenore (laughs) closing Mm. the door on Maya. She's like, what's going on? Maya's like Michelle Pfeiffer. We're ordering uh, pizza. (laughs) (laughs) The dramatic door close. I I was like, hey, I recognize this moment. She sounds Um, like Harry Carey in my head now. Will Ferrell's Harry Carey. Hey, we got pizza. Hey, Maya, come on over. We're we're gonna have pizza. It's gonna be a great time. And the 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 cubbies are winning. I'm sorry. That's slowly devolving into uh, Dennis Miller, slowly uh, or very quickly for them. Uh, So one other quick thing about this. uh, One other thought is. With, with Maya starting to put these things together in, in her head, it's almost as it's the way Luca is trying to, to paint this, and at least the way I felt it was, is looking with the knowledge that she has now, looking mm-hmm. back on all of those events, that's why she thinks that she knew. Um, mm-hmm. Like she, she, she probably I had, didn't. I had to, I had to, yeah, she probably yeah. didn't know, but it's that new knowledge that kind of opens up all those other doors. Uh, like when she's younger and they, they have that kind of closing the, the door moments he was talking about. Like mm-hmm. you kept, you remember a snippet, but in those moments, you may not remember anything or it may not make sense and you just kind of forget about it. Yeah, See? forget about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, like, I don't know, when you're 17, 16, whatever age you went, mm-hmm. you're not all up in grown folks' business like that. Oh, you know? yeah. So that in itself, I'm just like, I, don't, I probably heard some stuff, but then, you know, I started watching Moesha. I don't know. Like, sure. So <laughs> yes. I, I just wish she leaned into that more because mm-hmm. she said 2008, y'all. That was when 
that was Obama's first term when he had mm-hmm. black hair before the grays. Can we remember any conversation from then? <laughs> right. No. Barely. Yeah. yeah. And also, F. Henry, Lenore, and Jax. She just mm-hmm. turned 18. And one of her the first oh, yeah. things is to have her sign these papers for this foundation that is ultimately going to cause all of this shit. Yeah. yeah. That. That's what's They're so trash. frustrating to me is that she's still like goes out into the hallway and is like you know he's like oh i don't want i don't want to hurt my dad even though you know it's like oh i i can't it it makes me want to yeah punch yeah um uh agent madeline starkey ends up saying you're a liar and i'm gonna recommend charges bye-bye so now they have to have to deal with that. She it looked like she was kind of a little little teary eyed in those moments, uh, understandably mm-hmm. so. So there is a uh, yeah they're going after. Her. At one point I thought they were going after Amy, specifically Amy. Yeah, because it was like Amy question, Amy question, Amy question, Amy question. But she was just using it as a foundation to mm-hmm. lead to the other thing. I thought it was kind of revenge for the last the the reverse gotcha, and uh, she was going to be like, okay, fine. You're 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 okay, but guess what? Now I got all these other questions about your uh, partner. Quick question: Has there been an episode where Maya hasn't been ready to cry or look like it? <laughs> no. Uh. Uh-uh. And her, she also has a, just a natural voice that sounds kind of sad all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did she sound that way in Game of Thrones? Yeah. Like she was gonna cry. Yeah. Only it had a a um an accent to it. Yeah. Um, well, but, that's yeah, that's was... her real voice, yes. right? In Game of Thrones. <laughs> Yeah, so so in I guess to study an American dialect, she just like fucking listened to Sylvia Plath for hours on end, <laughs> yeah. and that's why she sounds so sad all the time. Yeah. Any thoughts about what's what's coming for for Maya the Rendells? I hope she learns to lie better, at least yeah. be consistent. I don't yeah. know. That was weird what, that she went back in like that. Yeah, what happened to her lawyer? From, take lessons from Molly and Jack. Every time you ask them questions, they don't have. <laughs> they don't look like they they know. He, uh. What happened to Maya's lawyer? Yisha? Oh, Yisha. Oh. They just, all right, cool. It's a good, it's a good question. <laughs> Where, hashtag where's Yisha? Uh, <laughs> other thoughts? They're all idiots. <laughs> uh, that will put a pin in that one then. Let's go over to the case. Uh, and the gist here is that it is a police brutality case involving one Colin Sweeney, the wealthy, alleged wife killer. Mm. Colin Multiple time, like three or four time <laughs> alleged wife killer. Basically, oh, just what if, basically just what if Robert Durst was on Broadway? I feel like that's the whole character. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of is, yep. All right, uh, so Keen, this is your first experience with Colin Sweeney. Uh, you talked a little bit about it, but I want to hear anything else you got in the tank as far as this character goes. He's, he's, it looks like he's live from the helium right now. Uh, yeah, I love Sweeney. Uh, he's a garbage human, but the person playing it, I love him. It showed real, like I said before, it, I can tell he's a lot more evil, or he, he might have been evil in the previous iterations, but I really liked, um, I love that they saw that in order to get rid of a cop, he was like almost a perfect kind of um, case to do it because it's the first, like maybe the first non-black uh, case that they had that 
they can prove like, look, it's, you can't you can't do this to anybody. So yeah. that's what I liked about it. Molly, this uh, this is your second official time through uh, watching, I guess this uh, this episode uh, in this this season. How, yeah. how did you oh. feel about how the reintroduction of Colin Sweeney? Oh, I really, I just thought it was so well done because it is, it's where you expect him to be. Like you mentioned, I love his scene that he was introduced into um, and how that was done. And then also just like the fun parts of Colin Sweeney where, you know, his hypothetically all throughout Mm -hmm. the episode, especially when he's like, could we pay him? hypothetically <laughs> like I just I, I really enjoy that and I think it's it's like the reason I hate uh what's his face the the internet troll but the reasons I hate him for his like uh, thinking he's so quick like quippy and you know witty and everything is like the reasons I enjoy Colin Sweeney um, Felix Staples that's it thank you oh geez yeah so I really I feel like I really relish in it with Colin Sweeney I mean I hate everything else but um mm-hmm. I find myself just really enjoying those moments so yeah Jack yeah Colin Sweeney episodes always feel like the most law and ordery episodes of <laughs> the good fight and the good wife uh so it is fun to like see you know this show put a like a pulpier hat on to see if it fits but yeah I I think this episode combined with last episode i think probably served as a uh, jumping off point to get a little more nuanced about how rich white people look at race in the future mm-hmm. of this show uh just because that was one thing that like they they kept uh, granted that's just like a type of comedy that like I think I've seen enough live theater to be exhausted by it, you know, sitting in a crowd full of white liberals who like is like the primary target audience for this and like seeing a stupid white person make a offensive racial comment and everyone looks at each other and it's like, oh, I know that's wrong. You know, that's wrong. We all know that's wrong because we're the good people and we see that. So that kind of humor sort of wanes on me. I was, I, I, I do like the like dramatic question of like how horrible a person can a crime be done to and that you will you should still fight for them because that's sort of what's going on because they you know they they got dealt like just the worst person uh but I, I think the case was interesting i liked the twists and turns i liked that it came back to the initial person they found um when they visited the prison i thought that was a very nice touch yeah but as a whole, I, I, I don't think this, this case didn't really stick out to me beyond just the novelty of like Colin Sweeney's back. Yeah, I felt very, um, what I think I liked about the case, which I didn't say because I got uh, distracted just talking about Colin himself. But what I do like about it is how quickly they're like, well, fuck this guy, but we're going to use the crap out of him to get what we want. <laughs> yeah. like, I think that was a very fun dynamic to see of like, yeah, who cares? Use this guy like mm-hmm. yeah um, for the greater good but yeah i i do agree it's like we're seeing that like oh the the, the rich white idiots are, mm-hmm. are very prominent but those the those in the middle ground are are still just totally perfect mm-hmm. as far as the show goes right now yeah yeah i love the multiple oh dear god <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> with, with Diane, uh, starting right off the top when 
they mistake uh, Todd Newton Newson as uh, the police brutality victim, and there's that confusion. What are you in for? Possession. And then, well, who? Gar. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes over. Oh dear God, that's the first. And then it just keeps coming back. There's like two or three moments like that. Uh, he does name drop Alicia. Mm-hmm. He tried to get Alicia on the horn to uh, represent him. Did not work out. And as they're walking out, Adrian says to Diane, so what do you think? Oh, he's the devil. <laughs> he's the devil. And he says, and our best chance to get the rogue kicked off the force. Uh, so yeah, that kicks off their their whole using the hell out of him, as you were saying. The, what is it? The civilian... Office of Police Accountability guy, pl- played by Peter Scolari, uh, in there. I uh, thought he was he was really great. And there were moments. There was at least two or three moments throughout this where something happens and the room erupts in laughter. Um, mm-hmm. There was that moment when he says, "Who's the victim?" <laughs> and Adrian's kind of temp- temping down expectations. Uh, just remember, they're you know they're all they're all victims. Uh, it's uh, it's Colin Sweeney, and he just laughs himself out of the room. I thought that was great. And then the moment when Jay, who I thought was great within this episode too, finding different things out, comes back and lets them know who that guy was that filmed the other side of uh, of the action that we that we can't Mm -hmm. see because the police's police cameras off out of frame. Can we give props to Jay for figuring something out without Marissa? (laughs) Yeah, and how great he looked in that uh, wine colored jacket. The jacket, mind you, that was very 2017. The jacket with the suit uh, or the collared shirt and tie combo, very 2017. I appreciate that. But yeah, when Jay comes in and lets them know the reason why that guy, uh, why Colin doesn't want him uh, testifying is because it would look badly for for both of them, I guess, specifically Colin, uh, Mm -hmm. because that guy is in Chicago. He's a wealthy uh, billionaire real estate person who is out in Chicago vetting people for ambassadorships and they just bust out laughing but in the trump world which is what this is in i would not rule out the possibility that he gets something and Mm -hmm. then we're in we're involved in some sort of diplomatic immunity sort of issue i think that could be where colin is is headed if they want to get international with uh with things I would I would bet money that in this universe, Trump and Colin Sweeney like rode on the Epstein plane together at some point. Like they're all part of yeah. that like hyper wealthy cabal of just mm-hmm. the worst human beings. Absolutely. Oh yeah, Neftali shows up. Neftali gets on the stand, and he has this. He's always been like this. Just talking about the weird, not weird, but the different uh, preferences that he has, different kinks he has, and. Oh, she knows not to hit me in the face. You know, it's only this here, here, and here kinds of stuff. And she gets on the stand and says, "Yeah, he was he was really angry. He got out and he just slugged the cop." And he's she's like, "Oh, come on, sit mm-hmm. down." Always a fun dynamic with the people that he's probably going to kill. Yeah, they end up going back and to that original guy as we as we talked about Todd, and they use him to prove that this cop is crooked. And they finally they do succeed. And getting him kicked off the force, if I remember correctly. And they want to use Colin for to sue Cook County and keep going after after more. Um, and he's like, nah, I'm 
I'm in line, you know, I'm trying for another ambassadorship to the Vatican. I never stopped thinking about Todd from the time we were introduced to Todd. And then from that point and, and till, you know, we had the reveal of how he threw drugs out the car, like the whole time I'm like, oh, cause like, that's, that's what happened even before they, before Adrian had that realization. And mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, I think I was just so focused on how everything played out in this one night where Todd ends up in jail for no reason. <laughs> he didn't do anything wrong, but you have, uh, Colin, you know, who actually had the drugs, who's the bad guy. And then you have Thoreau who, you know, did whatever he did to Colin and then pinned it on Todd, who was Mm -hmm. just minding his own business. But Todd is like the intersection of these two things. Todd is, Mm -hmm. you know, the victim of the police brutality, but also the victim of, you know, white privilege and entitlement and everything that Colin represents. Mm -hmm. And so I just thought about him the whole time. And I was like, I hope he sues. (laughs) I'm just like (laughs) the whole, and he's, uh, so I was focused on him. Um, The other thing, I guess, about this thread, and I'm going to really pay attention to Jack and Molly on this, because it's the very first time I ever thought this could happen. Mm -hmm. Adrian, (laughs) Adrian and Diane had a little bit of a little dynamic in the office. (laughs) And he was like, oh, we should get dinner sometime. And, you know, are you happy here? Are you happy? And they kind of had a moment where I was like, oh, this feels a little bit more than platane. All I'm going to say is you don't even know what's coming. <laughs> <laughs> I just felt it. My, my, my uh, romantic hairs on my neck kind of stood up in that scene for some. I'm like, hold up. Oh, Kurt better watch it. Well, Kurt better well, watch it now. What would that couple name be? Would it be Adrian? That that ship name? <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I could see them them partnering. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to know. Uh, but I can. I can see that there was definitely a a, a dynamic, a playful I, interaction. Molly, I really love in that same scene when Diane asks if Adrian is happy, mm-hmm. and in response to him asking her that and and the, that smile that Delroy Lindo mm-hmm. gives oh my gosh it I, so I just good. yeah it's it's so good I loved it so much he, I'm he still may thinking not... about fucking Julius uh, go ahead <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking Julius <laughs> I was gonna say Delroy may not be getting the Oscar he deserves but he does get to tune into this every week and I know he listens and hear us gush <laughs> about him so I do hope that is a satisfying, um, uh, uh, whatever prize, consolation prize. There we go. If they do end up suing Cook County, which I do believe is coming, that will set up a bigger battle between this firm and Diane's old firm. Because if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. the nine partner named David Lee is handling all of Cook County's cases, right? Or was mm-hmm. it just... Or, uh, yeah, they were they were the official law firm of Cook County. Yeah, um, so I can see them kind of uh, there being some kind of uh, maybe season long battle between between the two over different cases that pop up. Yeah, I think there's some there's some stuff brewing, and definitely a, a, a what was it a Ryan? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, some stuff going on there too. 
quick thing about this one. Do you want to recognize Marklin Baker? I thought he was fantastic as uh, as the the judge. Cousin uh, Larry. Sorry. Cousin Larry, just, yeah. That's just, the, I, I watched a lot of it during uh, lockdown, and it's such a classically well-written show, but I, I don't think it's recognized as, as high as it should be, that's all. Yeah, uh, with an epic theme song. Mm, perfect. Yeah. No, Which that I, guy, he ruled theme songs in like the sure 80s and early 90s. Mm -hmm. Ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Mark Marklin Bakers have have been have a little bit of like a prestige renaissance because he's on the good fight. He uh, played himself in one of the best as himself oh, performances yeah. ever in The Leftovers, yeah. and uh, he was on the most recent season of Succession. Yeah, that was such so, a fantastic subplot that went through. Mm -hmm. I guess it was the first the, the second two seasons, right? It would yeah. kind of pop up. I don't remember it in the first one, but maybe no in the first one because they in the pilot they're like the whole cast of Perfect Strangers vanished. <laughs> It was in there, okay. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so so fun. Uh, so if you haven't seen the, the Leftovers, go back and watch it, and then you can listen to Reheated, the Leftovers <laughs> podcast, one we've done. Marklin Baker as Judge Don Linden, I thought was uh, pretty fantastic. Scumbag cop got what he deserved, uh, and the way one of the ways that they used it was because he he was lying about his injuries, and Jay again found out that he had mm -hmm. been at the gym, and they lined up the scar or the the bruises and lacerations with it was with this mouthpiece mm -hmm. so that was good and he's like do you work out at so-and-so's gym uh yeah why <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> asking <laughs> yep we got him i i think something that this show does very well is that while it they do accomplish what they set out to do it never feels overly victorious like yeah. the, the show never treats us like we got the one bad apple off the streets and now the Chicago cops are fixed. We did it. <laughs> you know, it, it, it never feels that indulgent. Um, but, you know, it, it acknowledges that it is a small win, uh, but that it is just that a small win. Are there any Star Trek, the next generation viewers, fans out, out here, here with us? Any of you Star Trek, the next generation fans? Oh, keen. 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 Okay. Well, for anybody that's listening and for Keen, I would say that uh, Colin Sweeney is the cue of, <laughs> of the good wife. He appears, okay. he's mischievous, he does a lot of damage, but there's some charisma about him that enables that, that kind of you can't help but watch and enjoy yeah. the, the havoc that he wreaks. And Q's yeah. a piece of shit too, so yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Q, by the way, was just teased for Picard season two. Which what? we'll probably talk about on the inevitable Star Trek podcast. Yeah, oh, only on Paramount Plus. <laughs> yeah. Yes, uh, we got to get that station identity in there. Thank you, Jack. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, then why don't we just hit winners and losers, and then we're out of here. Let's start with the, the losers, Molly. I'm gonna say Maya mm. because one, it looks like she might get arrested, and two, she also <laughs> was acting like a dumb dumb the whole episode. So, mm -hmm. Jack. I think the loser is that gang member that was getting interrogated while Maya and Luca were walking out that one time, who I think may be the first, like, clearly Hispanic person they've had in this show. And it ended up being, like, a fucking... What seemed to be, like, an L.A. street gang member in Chicago. <laughs> Feel yeah. bad for that guy, both the actor yeah. and the character. For sure. Tia, loser. My loser is uh, hashtag dim birds. <laughs> oh, yeah. we, don't, we don't talk much about the birds but yeah 
yeah, uh, all those birds, uh, you know, banging themselves into that window, those are the, the losers. I feel really, if, if they had the ability to, I also wish they would sue. Um, but yeah, feel yeah. bad for them. Yeah, feel bad for the birds, but it was, was also pretty fun when they walked back in and it was thud, thud. Oh, yeah, you just missed the whole flock. <laughs> Keen, who's your loser? Uh, it was the birds, but it might have to be that uh, idiot cop because how you get knocked out by a world-class boxer, try to claim it was some dude on his way to a chemsex party, <laughs> hit him that hard, and yeah. he lost and his Colin job. And Colin Sweeney, of all people. Fucking dork. Yeah, it was definitely yeah. that cop. All right. Uh, uh, I'm going to go with Maya as well. Um, I'm not going to overthink it. I think Maya is definitely the the loser of mm-hmm. the app. Mm. Let's hit some winners uh, and let's go reverse Keen. Definitely Jay. Uh, uh, it's, it's a toss-up between Jay and uh, Adrian because Adrian is just uh, he's so good. I love that man. Uh, but Jay, like I said, he had he had the he had the wine cabernet jacket rocking. He had that gray jacket, and uh, he proved his worth. Uh, he showed how great of a detective he is. He saw yeah. little things, found people. Yeah. It was great. Mm-hmm. That was a fun moment too when he he stood there and he knew exactly what was going on, and they were waiting, and he, he kind of takes his time with it and and lets it out. That was just a fun moment. Tia. Yeah, I also I have Jay as the winner because. Uh, I love seeing him work without Marissa <laughs> being all up in his business. What you yeah. doing? Can I help? Oh, I know the answer. Like, oh man. I'm so... moments. <laughs> right. And it was interesting because the episode before I was, I was like done with that. And mm-hmm. it's like, they heard me in the past to the future or whatever, because this episode was a Marissa free episode. Got to see Jay look and on and, and different levels of his personality more without that distraction so yeah he's my winner jack everyone at the kim sex party who didn't have to have sex <laughs> with colin sweeney uh, i think that was a great surprise for everyone who was already there and probably made the party a lot more fun yeah, yeah no doubt about it <laughs> molly I'll, I'll give it I'll, I'll give it to adrian because mm. yeah he because he's a charmer he's just he he charms the pants off me every episode <laughs> and you know he set up his first date with his future wife diane laffer so that was nice that was Lick. good Lick. Um, uh, and my winner is uh, the white billionaire wife killer allegedly colin sweeney i love to hate him hate to love him can't wait to see him back because I know it's going to happen. He even says as much as one of his last lines out the door. I'll drop by again soon. He's the worst at being the best and the best at being the worst. All right. Uh, that is that is it. Thank you, Keen. Live from the club. Tia, <laughs> thank you, Jack. Thank you, Molly. Thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs>